as I mentioned earlier, Lon and I have just returned from a wonderful three-week trip to Scotland and England. I'm not sure if you know that part of the trip I undertook was actually funded by Austin Seminary as part of a further education grant I received when I graduated in 2015, so it was in the form of a retreat. Last Sunday, Lon and I worshipped in the Central Methodist Church in Chesterfield, England. England doesn't have many Presbyterian churches. They're all in Scotland. Um, but this church was a church that my mother attended. The previous Sunday, we worshipped in the Abbey on the Isle of Iona, the place where Christianity first came to the shores of Scotland when St. Columba arrived in the year 563 A.D. The Sunday before that, we attended an evening worship service at a Church of Scotland church in the center of busy Edinburgh. Our trip was steeped in history, both my own personal history, as I met again with family and friends that I see only occasionally now, and the history of our faith from its very early days. It's hard for me to comprehend the deep faith and the courage of early Christians when I saw the conditions on the waters around the Isle of Iona and thought of the journey that Columba undertook from Ireland to Iona in a tiny coracle with 11 other monks. What trust these men must have had in the protection and care of Jesus Christ as they set out to bring the gospel to distant shores. What a mission trip that was. They found people ready and willing to hear the message they brought. And as a man of learning and letters, Columba began a tradition of monasteries that grew and strengthened throughout Britain. Our journey of planes and trains and buses and ferries seemed so insignificant to the way these early monks traveled. And yet, as a retreat from our daily lives, the visit was intensely meaningful. The beauty of Iona is stunning. Each cove, each vibrant green hillside seemed more beautiful than the previous one. I wrote a little each day I was there and I'd like to share those daily thoughts with you. October 14th, I lift up my eyes unto the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are right here before me in this most beautiful of places. As we travel across the Isle of Mull through towering hills that lift golden yellow from the narrow roadway that cuts through the valley. Dense patches of autumn browned bracken and occasional plantings of lush green conifers break up the gold of the lower slopes. 
higher up, where small waterfalls tumble ecstatically from the peaks. Only the lichen-covered rocks contrast with the hillside yellow. In the lower places, sheep graze quietly or rest on small grassy mounds. Solid rock, living waters, majestic hills, sheep at rest. These are the things of God, the places of God. This is the land of the Psalms. Surely David is close by, resting for a moment from his shepherding, his back against a small, convenient rock, taking up his lyre. Words of praise flow with ease. The heart lifts. The spirit knows no limits. Prayer springs effortlessly from heart to lips, fully formed somewhere among the hills, tumbling from the streams. O Lord, you are my God. You are my refuge and my strength. You created the hills and the seas and the heavens. Blessed am I to be called your child. October 15th. We began our day today with worship at the Abbey. The chilly stone building holds centuries of Christian prayer. We had been asked to light a candle for one of the women who worked at the Emmaus house where we stayed in Edinburgh. She'd been experiencing some serious life difficulties. So we lit a candle and spoke aloud a healing prayer. We began our morning walk through the ruins of the priory, which thrived during medieval times. It was good to read that women here on Iona, far from being subservient to the men, conducted thriving businesses from the priory, even trading successfully with local islands. Ancient, pre-Christian era people lived here too, when St. Columba arrived, bringing Christianity to Scotland, there were local people already on this remote island, fishing and trading and living full lives. This island, by the way, is tiny. It's three miles long and one mile across, and we literally walked across and almost the length of the island while we were there. It's cold here damp and cloudy as we begin our walk. The clouds are tremendous, metal gray, heavy with rain that will fall before we head home. We walk through pasture land. There's the language of the Psalms again. Where long-haired highland cattle and round white sheep watch our progress. We make it all the way to the western shore of the island and climb over pebbly ground to reach the rocky shoreline. The seabirds call and cry, then rise together to a point offshore with a purpose known only to them and to God. Of course, I know that God is everywhere. 
There is no place on this earth where God does not dwell. But here, on this island, among the geese, the oyster catches, the solitary robin who greets us coming and going along the way, God is so very present, so close, so deeply alive within the soul. October 16th, the Lord's Day. We walked before service this morning into a wind that would be regarded as hurricane strength in Florida. Here God is elemental, God of the wind, powerful, challenging. God of the water and the waves, crashing, spouting, drenching the rocks that drop sheer into the sea. God of the rain, driven by the tearing wind, forcing us to seek shelter, the warmth of a temporary home. Here in these Celtic lands, the Holy Spirit is depicted as the wild goose rather than the dove. In the mornings over breakfast, we have watched the geese settle and rest in the field next to our hotel. They live in community. When one rises from the ground, one by one, the others beat their graceful wings and follow sometimes just to settle together a short distance away. Flocks of them circle the island low over the hills where we walk, calling their reassurance to each other of the flight path they are on. On land, they move awkwardly. On the wing and on the water, they're majestically graceful, in perfect harmony with water and air. As they rise from the sea, they must tread and push with their strong webbed feet to gain lift as they move from water to air. But the strength, the power of their perfect forms allows them to negotiate earth, air, and water. Strength, love, harmony, in community, surely the very essence of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bound together in love, reaching out to the human spirit with grace and mercy. The image of the wild goose is everywhere here. They say the place is a thin place where the human spirit opens to the Holy One where the Holy One reaches in and inspires. The inspiration is for the world. Peace is here, but it is a peace that must be carried from here to the world beyond. October 17th. You alone are my heart's desire and I long to worship you. Words from the beautiful hymn we sang in worship today in the Abbey. I have been longing to long for you, O God, since we arrived here on this holy island. 
I have been filled with such anticipation for months, wanting to hear and to feel and to know the Holy Spirit. And the beauty has been here, the wildness, the glorious eternity of rock and sea and sky. But until today, my heart was not fully opened, sealed too tight in its own safe spaces to be vulnerable and touchable. Then at worship in the abbey, the musician played a flowing, modern, achingly beautiful melody, and I began to realize that I had been searching with words, with language, trying to reach the spirit through the intellect. The music opened me up to hear, to feel the Holy Spirit, rather than to know her. And then we sang as the deer pants for the water. My arms raised themselves, my tears began, and my heart no sooner opened than it was filled with God's peace. When we let go, God enters in. October 18th. This is our last day on this beautiful remote island where Christian pilgrims and other seekers come to experience a little time away from whatever makes life busy and stressful. The Iona community is a group of Christians who are dedicated to working and praying for peace and justice throughout the entire world. These people do not necessarily live on the island. Indeed, most of the members of the community do not. But they're spread throughout many countries of the world. They function as a community in that they dedicate their lives to a rule of living. It involves a certain level of simplicity, accountability to one another for the use of resources, and dedication to prayer and work for peace and justice. It's not difficult to believe in peace when we are on the island, gazing from the window at an ever-constant beauty that is created by the ever-changing clouds and seas. Even when the winds howl and rip the last leaves from the sycamores, and even when the rain lashes and soaks us mercilessly on our walks, peace is at hand. It is the peace of the herring gull catching the wind and making his way across the entire scene within our view with no movement of his powerful wings. It is the peace of the sea, the Iona sound, that changes from gunmetal gray to aqua glassiness at the whim of the sunshine. It is the peace of the full moon playing games with the night clouds, turning the waters to shimmering silver. It is the peace of the hearts of those who seek and find, if just for the briefest of moments, the presence of God.
such a place where God has been sought and found for more than 1,400 years, provides peace for the thirsty soul and restores one's belief that God's peace will come. Coming home is an integral part of any journey. It serves to bring the pilgrimage full circle. Our homecoming was a good one. We felt blessed to know that none of you and none of our family members had been badly affected by Hurricane Matthew. We are restored to family and friends. I was changed by this time away, changed in a wonderful and positive way, and it is now up to me to use the spiritual things I learned in my ministry, in my work, for and in my walk with God. God has blessed us all with so much on our journey with Christ Jesus. What is your journey? How will you use the blessings you have received on your journey through this life to bring God's light to a waiting world? Amen.